on tonight's show. We have actor, writer, and director, Josie A.U. And now for your host, Cool Card. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cool Card. Of the Kicking It with Cool Car Show. This is episode 143. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I do invite you to subscribe. Hit that little subscribe button so you can come continue coming back, getting the gems and the value that my guests bring. Last week on episode 142, I had Boomer did it. He is a producer as well as an artist. Um, he has music out right now that's streaming on all musical platforms. Be sure to check out the episode. You can also check out each episode on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify Podcasts if you do not want to watch a video. All right, for your listening pleasures, it is there for you. Now, tonight, I'm taking it all the way to Palestine. I have an actor, a writer, a director. He goes by the name of Chosy A.U., and uh, he is joining us. And this guy is talented. I'm telling you, it's a treat, man, because his mind is... You'll see. You'll see. He does it all. He's a one-man show. Um, hope you can grab some gems from him. Like I said, actor, writer, director. He does parodies. He does everything. Um, has his own production company. So if you're looking to get into any of that, please stay tuned because I'm telling you, I got that gem. I got that value for you. All right? Uh, without further ado, let me bring him on in. Let's get this show popping. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chosy, ladies and gentlemen. What up? What up? <laughs> Boy, looking like he fresh out of Miami. What hey, man. You know, just came back, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you did a skit Al Pacino, too. Yeah, man, I had to, man. He's my favorite actor, so. Oh, man, he's I'd have to say Denzel's my first, but I do love some Al Pacino, though. And Denzel's great too, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, great. Hey, brother, thank you for coming on. I know it's been a it's been a minute. We've been trying to get this together. Finally got you on. I know you said you're out of town, and then you came back, and I was trying to fit you in, and then here we are. So yeah, yes, thank you. Well, first and foremost, I do like to start every show with a prayer, so I want to jump into that as long as you are cool with that. Yeah, let's get it. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for. Just allowing us to meet tonight, Heavenly Father Jesus, and just be able to allow Chosie to share his dreams, Heavenly Father Jesus, and his passions and his journey and just everything, all the knowledge, Heavenly Father Jesus, that he has to give and be transparent with and about, Heavenly Father Jesus. We just thank you for just uh, like just providing us with life, love, happiness, just waking us up this morning, Heavenly Father. We don't take any of it for granted. Heavenly Father Jesus, we just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise. In your name we pray. Bless us to have a great conversation, Lord Jesus, in your name. Carry us. Amen. Amen, man. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Got to start it like that, man. I, um, I, I've told this story several times, but I had a guest by the name of Hollywood Goddamn. And he came on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was on a um he was on a reality show, uh, like a, a dating reality show or something. So I had him on. We're talking that. And he does a lot of other things too. He's a business owner. But anyway, before we start, I started the show and he was like, Hold on, brother, we gotta pray. We gotta pray before we start this. Started off right. And I was just like, Wow, why didn't I ever think about that? Cause I pray, I'm like a prayer warrior, you know what I'm saying? Like I pray every day, all day, drop of a dime type of thing. And I'm like, why not implement that into my show, you know? And I was just like, man, I'm, I'm taking that from you. I got it. He's like, man, please do. So ever since then, yeah, got to start this. Wow, that's amazing, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy's right. God, two or more is church. You know what I'm saying? Only one, man. 
I don't do the religion thing. I, I, you know, but if it's two or more church spirituality, that 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 one on one conversation and that that relationship with him, I'm all for that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. God is great, brothers. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, indeed. Hey, man, I'm so happy to have you on here. I've known this guy. We go back like what eight years? You said right? Yeah, eight years when I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, that's when you first moved, right? Yeah, I was in Savannah. Moved to Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So we hit it off because we started talking about acting and film and stuff like that. And um, I think he was just getting his feet wet into it. And you know, I had been acting for years, whatever. So we was just trading information and stuff like that, man. Just, just, just click. You know what I mean? Kind of jail. Yeah, yeah. And um. And then we kind of went our ways, you know, I left where I was at and I don't know where you went because you were working across the street, so on and so forth, whatever, you know, you got a crib and I remember that and then I know you were moving, so it's been a lot. Anyway, COVID hit the whole nine, but anyway, we I want to talk about, um, you are from Palestine. Yeah. Originally and like first generation to come over here, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, born and raised in Palestine, East Jerusalem. And I came here to go to school at Georgia Southern University, yonder in Statesboro. Okay, okay. Yeah. So first generation, my family's still back overseas. So I'm, I'm here on my own, man. Hey, man. One day. One day. Work towards that, you know? Hopefully. You know, I'm trying to bring them here, but they're like, my dad is like, what do you want me to come to America for? Boy, I don't want to come here. So oh, He doesn't want to come. No, nah, man. At this age, what are they going to do? Leave a hall? Go yeah. from the to the west different culture different traditions yeah. it'll be very tough yeah that's a, that's an uprooting that's a shock for real oh yeah it's a culture shock for me so imagine from my parents right right but you've adapted well and you're doing your thing yep indeed like say, you are doing your thing and um but you i was reading your bio and you were saying how you know your dad was in a, a band or a dance group called with the planets or something like that yeah, my dad was, uh, before the Intifada, which is the war, he was in a band called El Kawakib, which means planets. Okay. And he did dancing, he did performing arts on stage, he did music, he did all kinds of things. And uh, I guess that's where I get it from. It's in my blood. Yeah, man. So you grew up around that. And I, you played like several instruments too, right? Yeah, my dad had uh, the whole setup in his uh, basement, in the garage. We don't have a basement, we have a garage. And um, he had the drum set, the guitar set, and the piano and everything. So I would just grab everything since I was a kid and start playing. I can't read yeah. notes. I just have a musical ear. And yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a professional when it comes to playing those instruments, but I can play all of them. Okay. I ain't Prince. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So did that have like any impression on you for what you're doing now which you know your whole parodies and all that type of stuff is that kind of where that comes from yeah i love music ever since i was a kid i used to love to dance i used to copy michael jackson do the moonwalk all that stuff and was emerged in the performing arts at a young age and then my dad he bought me remember the old cameras with the little tape yeah yes that says a little bit about my age but yeah he gave me that little camera and man, I would just bring my neighbors all around and we would just make movies. And I've been directing and acting since then, but it was nothing professional. It was like guerrilla style, right? Huh. And I wish I could find those tapes because I really did a good job back then. And then that died off for a long time until about four years ago. So hold on. I, okay, so that died out, right? And you said something. And I want to get some clarity on it. You said you could not basically bloom or blossom in the, in the arts out there because of the occupation. What does that mean? Pretty much, you know, we are occupied by Israel. It's a long topic that we can cover on another day. But pretty much being a Palestinian over there is like the ceiling is the limits, not the sky. So they put a cap on how high you can go, right? And uh, since the war happened and since the 1948, which is when Israel was established, and then uh, the war of 1967, the arts in general were gone. People did not want to party for the longest. There was not a lot of stages, not a lot of theater. It's coming back now, but it's at a small, small scale. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of production. There's not a lot of money. It's not like Egypt and Lebanon and Syria where film industry is booming there. 
Right. Uh, in Palestine, it's very small. It's hard to break into the Israeli industry, even if they're looking for an Arab-speaking actor. It's hard to break into it. And if they're going to make a show, they're probably going to stereotype you. So I try to stay away from those. Yeah. But in America, you can do whatever you want here. Yeah. How is that? How is the Israeli film industry out there? Is it booming or is it kind of like a... Yeah, I mean, the show Fawda, which means chaos. Fawda is an Arabic name. means chaos in English. It was about the Israeli-Palestinian situation. So they do have Israeli actors and Palestinian actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arab-Israeli actors are just Arabs that live in the Israeli side. That's all that it means. And um, that Netflix show got big. And the actors, especially the Israeli actors, are actually cast in a lot of shows now. So you nice. can get somewhere from there. I just don't know if any Arab actor got some work from there. So okay, so you said they're casting a lot of shows now. Is that over there or, or over here? They've made the, the jump. No, the actors that worked on Fauda, I've seen them in other films. So like they Ameri- got- I'm asking though, American films or Israeli films? Yeah, yeah American, European films, oh, okay. all kinds of films. So it's kind of like they got discovered, yeah. and now they cast them for other shows in the U.S. and and all that stuff. So I mean. You know, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, she's Israeli. And oh, she's wow, okay. actress. You know, she was she's an Israeli actress, um, with an accent and everything, but she became Wonder Woman and I'm still here wondering why. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah. that's this though, and this is kinda of off topic, but as far as like the oppression that's going on, how and I, I, and I want to double back to what made you decide on, hey, I want to go to school in America and get out of here. But how hard is it for you to even do that, being oppressed? Is that frowned upon? Is that something they try to block? Or how, how does that process even work? Probably it's been getting worse ever since I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid, at least there was intermingling between both people, Israelis and Palestinians. But things escalated and they build a wall. Israel is pretty much surrounded by a, I don't know, 20 feet wall around it, made out of concrete. So you can't come unless you go through a checkpoint, right? So imagine like the Mexican border, right, where there's a checkpoint. So everywhere to get into Jerusalem or the Israeli side, you have to go. You have to go through checkpoints. Now, if you're born in the Israeli side, you're fine to go in and out. Born in the West Bank, which is the Palestinian side, you need papers. So you can't just walk in and out. So let's say you're Muslim or Christian. You want to go to Jerusalem to pray. You need papers. Wow. And to leave the country, you need papers and you can't sometimes use the Tel Aviv airport. You have to go through Jordan. And out of Jordan, you can fly to America or whatever else you want. So it's, it's very controlled, you know, and even in the Israeli airport... Most people don't know this. It's the most appetite and divisive airport in the world. There's a line for Jews and there's a line for anybody that is not Jewish. It's kind of like back in the day in America where it says whites only. Yeah. Colored. Till this day, 2022, in the airport, there's a line for Jews that takes you 10 minutes and a line for non-Jews, which takes you two to three hours. So me and you, even though it's a country... We will go to the same three-hour line. And I will get searched worse than you. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, nobody talks about this. And, you know, if somebody talks, they try to label and tell you these lines and stuff. But, hey, you can go and find out for yourself. Yeah. That's... Mm. Yeah. Like, I grew up, you know, I'm, I, I'm not... I don't have discrimination. Like, people are people. Yeah. I'm not going to say that people are bad as the government. You know, people are going to be people. So there's Israelis that want peace. There's Palestinians that want peace. But the government on both sides, you know, they have their agendas and they're all about making money. Right. So the Israeli government is corrupt. The Palestinian government is corrupt. I mean, every, look at the American government is corrupt. So there's corruption everywhere. But I believe... There is people that want peace and they want us to live in peace and honor and, and be treated as humans. I mean, that's all we want to be. We just want to be free and 
be able to do the same things they can do. Right. That's all. That's all. And it's just that simple, but it's not. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. People convolute things, complicate things, pollute things. It's yeah. Simple. It's just so simple, and it's all over an agenda and money. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know. So. Pretty much like I always watched American movies growing up. I remember watching Menace to Society, Jews, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. Simpsons, all kinds of shows, and being like, man, I want to go to America. I want to go to America, and you know, we learn English at a young age. And I always liked hip hop and old hip hop because I don't know what happened to hip hop, but. I used to like hip hop. <laughs> right, I don't either, but go ahead. You know, pop and lock and break dance and all that stuff and run DMC and and all the good stuff back in the day, man. It was storytelling, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I always wanted to come to the U.S. And um, I came in 2001, three weeks before September 11, right? Oh, wow. I came. You were, you were fresh out of high school? No, uh, I waited three years to try to figure out my life. Then I came here. Okay. So uh, I came three weeks before September 11, and uh, I said, I'm Middle Eastern, I'm Palestinian, represent Eastern. <laughs> and then September 11 happened, and most people here are ignorant, and they don't have any kind of education to know what's going on in the world. So we were labeled as terrorists, right? Right. And People that look like me, didn't matter if they're Hispanic, light-skinned, black, Italian, uh, anything that is brown, beige skin with black hair and beards. Uh, we were stopped and searched in airports, and it was hard. And if your name is Muhammad or anything uh, Middle Eastern, it was very hard. So once that happened, actually, I was walking to my dorm. And um, I went to Georgia Southern University. I was walking to Brennan Hall. And I walked downstairs and they had a big TV. Mm. They were watching the trade centers and fire and all that. And I was like, oh, wow, this looks like back home. And then I kept going to the computer room. I walked to the computer room. Most of the blacks were sitting on the computer room just browsing their internet or they were on Black Planet. Remember Black Planet? Yeah, I know Black Planet very well. And then the whites were in the lobby watching the TV, and they're like, oh, my God, what is happening, right? It's, it's interesting to see, because I'm not from here, yeah. to see how they're separate in a way, right? Yeah. And um, I went inside the computer room, and I asked this guy called Michael Ransom, uh, this black guy from Brunswick. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going on, man? He's like, he sounded like Chris Tucker. He's like, I don't know, man. Trade centers got hit, man. I don't know. And he sounded like Chris Tucker, bro. Michael Ransom. I hope you're listening to this. Shout out. The Wick, Brunswick. <laughs> so he told me, I don't know, Bin Laden. He starts saying things. And I was like, what is going on? So I went back to watch TV. And this short white girl comes to me. And she's like, hey, Josie, you said you're from over there, right? Over there, right? And I was like, oh, shit, I know what's coming. And I was like, yeah, I'm from over there. And she's like, do you know Bin Laden? Oh, my God. I was like, you know what? I was like, this girl is fucking... I was like, yeah, it's my uncle. We used to play hide and seek. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) He goes away. And I was like, do I know Ben Laden? Who the fuck is Ben Laden? I don't even know who the fuck it is. He's from Afghanistan. I'm from Palestine. We're not even speak the same language. We're far. They're not even in the Middle East. I was like, oh, man. People are ignorant. They don't know. So I was like, I'm not going to say I'm Middle Eastern, right? And I just made people guess. And I was like, when people are like, where are you from? I'm like, guess. 95% of people thought I'm South South American. For real? Yeah, they thought I was Hispanic. So I was like, okay, I need to lie. Who looks like me? So I start going online and Googling. Puerto Ricans, bro. We even got similar flags with the triangle. So I was like, oh, Puerto Ricans, man, we look the same. Okay. And I learned Spanish. I learned the salsa bachata merengue. I dated a Puerto Rican chick. (laughs) I became Puerto Rican, bro, just to avoid the chaos. And all I can get to is he must be Mexican. Oh, you. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, bro. So that was a true story, man. Sometimes people till this day 
they think I'm Puerto Rican because I have to lie. Hey, man, that was clever, though. I lied back home in the Israeli side that I'm American. So they don't think I'm Arab. And I will talk in English. I speak Hebrew, too. I mean, I speak Arabic and Hebrew. Yeah. I'll speak in English and tell them I'm American, even though I was still in Palestine. And I hear them saying things about me in Hebrew just to save my ass, man. It's always, I've always been trying to be a chameleon. And I think that helped wait, me out. Wait, wait, wait. You had to do this recently? I had to do this all my life back home. To say that you were American? Yeah, so I don't get in trouble for them to know that I'm Arab. Wow. And I think that helps me in the acting world because I do, people don't know where I'm from. Yeah. They can't tell what's my ethnic background, yeah. which country I'm from. I can change my accent. So I guess it's all meant to be, man. I've been performing all my life. <laughs> Now I'm getting paid. You, you really are a chameleon. Yeah, brother. That is crazy. So you get here, right? So you decide you want to come to school out here. You get here. And then when do you decide that I want to jump into this acting world? I know you've had, you know, you were doing it as a young child, just kind of colorful mind and all that. But when did you say, I really want to dive into this acting? Did it kind of find you or did you seek it out? Oh, man, you're not going to believe this story. All right. So uh, let's fast forward to me moving to Atlanta, right? I moved to Atlanta. I worked at AT&T doing UX, UI design work, right? And um, eventually discovered that I can work remotely. And that's when I moved to East Atlanta from uh, Buckhead, where I met you. Yeah. And I got a house in East Atlanta and my rent was a lot cheaper and I had a house, right? Yeah. So uh, no brainer. Um, then I would say we're 2022 and 19, in 19, in 2000 and... Uh, 18, 18, 2018, I think, 2017, I had a midlife crisis. I um, I was looking for the one, the woman of my dreams. Mm -hmm. Every time I go home, my parents are like, when are you going to get married? What is wrong with you? Are you gay? What? It doesn't work? Your penis? I was like, no, dad, I'm not gay and my penis works. Well, he's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I can't find the one. So he's like, you have to get married. I don't want you to be an old father, blah, 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 blah. So I come back to America and I'm like, okay, I need to find the one. So I start dating, dating apps, swiping right, Tinder, all that things. Start going out, talking to women. And that takes a lot of time and energy, right? Definitely does. I'm old school when it comes to that. I believe the man should be the man, right? So I pay for the dinners and all that. Um, I ended up losing my job. I ended up uh, not finding the one. I ended up being taken advantage of by a lot of women for a free meal. Of course. I got depressed. I lost weight. And I was at the end of my rope. I, so, gotta, I have to ask you, were you breakfast, lunch, or dinner for these girls? Which one were you? <laughs> I was uh, definitely dinner. Because <laughs> it's one for each out here, man. Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. That's on the weekend, brother. <laughs> I got this. I got a black girl for brunch. There's brunch too, man. I got an Asian. Yeah, you're right. Panic girl. You're right. I, man, I dated all type of girls. I don't care, man. It's just if you're pretty, you're pretty. And if you have an amazing personality, then we can kick it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man, I had a midlife crisis. I ran out in my backyard and I just had it. And I looked at the sky and I yelled to God, God! What is my purpose? What am I here for? And I was really crying and snotting and just losing it, man. I was like, what am I here? What am I doing? I'm single. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a job. My family's not here. And I was crying and yelling at the sky. And then I asked one more time. I was like, what is my purpose? Randomly, there's a head that pops from my next door house. And he's like, hey, man, are you okay? And I was like, who the fuck are you? He's like, my name's Jackson. It was a white guy in his mid-40s. He's like, I just moved next door to you. Shout out to Jackson Beals. Um, so I was like, you moved this morning? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you okay, man? And I was like, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just having a moment. And then we, I cooled off a little bit. We start talking. And I asked him, what do you do? He said, I'm an actor. Remember, I just asked God, what is my purpose? Yeah. And God sends me this person that is an actor. 
Then he told me, you look like an actor. And I was like, well, I did a scene with one of my friends, Frederick Now He had Phoenix uh, for productions. He actually put me in a scene before I became an actor because this guy pulled the plug on him. So he needed another actor to fly to California. And I did a scene. It was four lines. And I was not an actor. I just did it naturally. And everybody remembered that little scene that I did. But I never thought anything about it. I never tried to pursue it. So I showed him that clip and he's like, wow, you're a natural, man. And I was like, let me see what you do. This guy, Jackson Bills, he's been in Ozark. He's been in The Walking Dead. He's been in movies. He's been an actor for about 15 years. So he's done a lot of stuff, right? So I told him, man, I don't know. I don't want to move to California. I don't want to quit my, you know, I don't want to like just not work and depend on acting and be a broke actor. And he's like, nah, man, you don't need to do none of that. Everything's here in Atlanta. You can self-tape. I was like, self-tape? Yep. Like, you can record a, an audition. I didn't know anything. <laughs> and I was like, so what do I do, man? How do I start? And he's like, man, there's a, a drama school called Drama Inc. Five minutes from your house. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I was like, so what do I do? He's like, go online and take an on-camera class. So I went online and I was like, okay. You can take an on-camera class. So I went, I uh, purchased the class, the a seat, and I went to class. Mm-hmm. And I took one class, and man, I was I was hooked. I was like, I want some more. Yeah. Give me some more. And that was it, man. It was it was in my blood since I was a kid. Things come to me easily. I can play different characters. I love doing different characters like Johnny Depp. Uh, most actors don't do that kind of work. They just are always themselves, like The Rock, right. Jason Statham. Uh, these actors are always themselves. But you see somebody like Johnny Depp, Al Pacino. Yeah, characters. Their ethnic background, their accent, their looks. They do characters. They change their walk. That's what I like. I like to do characters. I can do regular stuff. I get auditions like that. But when I get a character... Like my dream role, and I will play the Joker in three years. That's my dream role. Let's manifest it right now. Put it up in the air. Hey! Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, man. Uh, that's my dream role. Either uh, the Joker or Scarface. You said it right here. Okay, man. So, that's how I got into acting. That's dope, man. That's crazy, though. I mean, how you explained it even sound like a, a scene in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> really, I was really, I was at my lowest. And we've all been there. Man, I just asked God and he delivered. And we are here now four or five years later. And um, I decided to create my own lane because the industry doesn't know what to do with me. Yes, I look good on paper. I'm racially ambiguous. Oh, he looks Italian. He looks Middle Eastern. He looks Hispanic. But then the industry is back. knows, man, until somebody just says, you know what? Let's try that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of shows, but every time you see a role that says any ethnicity, I guarantee you they're going to hire either a black guy or a white guy. Nine times out of ten. I'm not white, so I'm just going to be like. And you know what's funny? Hey. And you know what's funny, too? When they need a Palestinian or Jamaican or something like that, they hire a white guy and he plays it and does a terrible accent. Or they hire a black guy and plays it and does a terrible accent. Yeah. Somebody, you know what I mean, from that ethnic background who's going to be genuine and do it and that can really act. They just don't get the shots. But Mm -hmm. hold that thought. I want to show you real so people can see what you do. All right. Do that, and we'll get back. We'll, Let's yeah. do it. Oh. That's good <laughs> stuff, man. I, yo, I, how do you describe what we? See, I don't want. I, 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 I don't want to ask this in a way that's going to put you in a box because it's not a box. But how would you describe your choices? I don't even want to say your acting, like your choices. How would you describe your choices? Because it's so far left like each thing is just opposite ends of the spectrum i don't know man first of all like i guess we would say i got range of 
what I can do, uh, whether I'm going to play the cop or the criminal, right? Um, obviously, they cast me a lot as the bad guy because of my dark features, especially when I have the longer hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played in the first scene that you showed called Bad Muslims. I played a gay drag queen Muslim guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to learn a dance in two days with high heels. Oh my God. I have respect for women if you're watching this. I have respect for you for wearing heels for us. You say it's for you, but I know it's for us because it's sexy. And then wore these heels, and man, I couldn't feel my lower back. I couldn't feel my calves. I was walking the next day like an old woman, man. But um, yeah, just uh, I like to take chances, man. And and that was a challenging role because you know it's not your typical thing that I would go for. Yeah, oh, like gay Muslim, you know, it's it's frowned upon. He's a drag queen, which I didn't know till I booked the role. But I was like, you know what? It's fucking acting. Yeah. You know, if you're going to shoot me for acting, then you don't understand performing arts. I do, and it's I was just going to say, I do. I, I love the fact that you that you wear your vulnerabilities on your sleeve. Like, Oh, you have to, man. I no, no so vulnerable when I became an actor, man. Like, you know, being Middle Eastern, man. Don't show emotions. Don't cry. Be a man, right? Yeah. And then all my life, I'm holding that shit in. Most men do. Yeah. And then in acting, you cannot do that. All the walls that you build, you have to take down. Tear them down. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta feel everything. Man. So that's one thing that I love. That you know, I I learned from acting, and it made me a better human being. And Sometimes I hate it because I'm so open that I feel everything and I'm easy to cry now and I'm easy to take things in while before I can just hold it in. And, yeah. You know, because like naturally when men get emotional, we get angry. So we scream. Yeah. And when we get angry, we scream. Women, when they get sad, they cry. And when they get angry, they cry. Yep. So we're built differently. I don't care what anybody says. That's how it is, at least where I'm from. And um, knowing that I can actually bring that part of me of being emotional to the scene if needed and to life, period. Because yeah. I think my choices, man, is life. You have to experience life and be present, be in the moment, talk to people, listen to them. Look them in the eye. Talk to people that don't look like you. Open conversations that you're not comfortable opening. Listen to other people's point of view. Respect it. Uh, try to go to a country that you don't speak the language that they speak over there. Try to eat food that you never would eat. Sit with people. Respect their culture. If they take off their shoes at the door, take off your shoes. If they sit on the ground, sit on the ground. If they don't use utensils, they use your hand, their hands. Use their hands, accustom, become a chameleon, learn, learn how to integrate with other cultures and learn how to be. And I think that makes you a better human being, which therefore makes you a better actor. Yeah, well said. I Listen, I struggled with being vulnerable <clears throat> earlier on and I could still be better. And I would also love if my agent would send me stuff that would challenge me a little bit more, you know, not that I can't bring that to the table, but then at the, at the end of the day, you don't want to be too over the top and it just takes you out of the running for the, for the, you know, you could be creative and you can always send in multiple takes because we are self taping. So I do do that, but I still, because I don't feel like the part is calling for that. I don't go too over the top and I would love to get something that would allow me to just go wild. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, so definitely when I uh, created my last, one of my last shorts titled conflict, I think I send you a, yeah, a little we're about trailer. We're about to play. Uh, that project, you know, I had to pretty much be as vulnerable as I can be and really be true to who I am and what I feel about what I feel, right? Yeah. And therefore, that project is has my soul and my heart and my vulnerability, my emotions, and I just 
spill myself into that role, both roles. And um, it's wonderful to see at the end how it all worked out and how I was able to create two different characters because I didn't know how it was going to work, you know? But yeah, we're going to play that right now, actually. So it's a good segue that you mentioned that. And then we're going to talk about the studio that you will be building. We're going to manifest that, too. All right. Because you got out there, you know? Because, yeah, we'll talk. Because I was going to ask you, you mentioned Phoenix 4. That's what it's called, right? It was Phoenix 4 that you were working Phoenix 4 was the old production company that I did a couple of things with. But mine, it's called Chosen Production. Correct. So, yeah, I, I knew you were working with one. When I met you, I think you had just got on with them or working with them. Stuff like exactly. That. When you met me, I was doing some modeling and commercials with them. And that's what pulled me to that early role when my hair was short. Right. But now I have chosen productions and yeah. that's what I created in the past two years. We're going to talk about how that was birthed. All right. All right. And then we'll get, yeah, we'll talk about the studio that you're going to manifest and, and make and build. All right, let's uh, check out Conflict. This is Chosey's piece, his artistic piece on what he's dealing with. In, in trailer. It's the trailer, right? It's the trailer. It's the trailer, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I got questions later. We'll get into it. Let's go. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. I love it. So That's that would be a short, full, uh, full featured film. What is that going to be? This is a short. It's been done and edited, and it's in festivals as we speak. It's getting screened all over the world, even here in Atlanta. And um, I won a Tele Award with my team for this project and another award for Best Actor doing both roles because most people don't know I played both roles. And, um, yeah, we've been doing good, man. I love my team. Shout out to everybody from Malik, the director, Malik Ali, to Lynn, to, uh, man, <laughs> everybody, David, uh, Alexis, uh, Shani, man, everybody, Kai, everybody plays a big role. Kunal, I mean, man, I have a solid team. We work together. On these projects and uh i love working with these people man they bring my vision to life and they're one of the hardest working people in the industry yeah great quality too what camera was used we used the uh, black magic okay, and uh, i knew it was either uh, black or the red that, that 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 quality is yeah man david velik he's uh the dp man and uh he's he's one of the best people i worked with and then you have David Arias, he's uh, the editor, and he does the coloring and the picture. And then you have Ryan Steinbeck, he does the scoring and the music. And I work with them on every project, man, and they're lovely, man. I have an amazing crew and a, a solid uh, group of actors that I'm still creating and will be putting them in my, in my films. Okay. Well, you know you got my number, right? Oh, yeah, you already know. Yes, sir. I'm going to make you a pastor in one of my shows. Work, I, I, whatever. Push me to the limit, though. That's all I ask. When you send me a script, push me to the limit, man. Got you, man. For real, I'm serious. Push me to the limit. Challenge me. Push it to the limit. Push me to the limit. Take me out of my comfort zone. All right. You, I get the same. Do that. We're manifesting right now. Yeah, manifesting. Push me to the limit. I, I get the same scripts, the same characters, like. Push me to the limit. All right. I, I will. Have, I, I, but I do have my limits. We'll talk about that off air, but push me to the limit. <laughs> I got you. No nudity, no none of that stuff. I got you. I'm we'll the same talk. way. We'll talk. I, I put in my rider. <laughs> Anything within God's limits, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about the, your... Okay, let's talk about you forming this company. Like, how did you meet all these people? You said something happened, pandemic, and then... Chosen production was birth. Talk, tell, tell us about it. So some of these people, like Malik J. Ali, shout out to Malik. Um, he was, I was taking classes with Anthony Mandel's Actors Workshop, AMAW. And he was uh, getting groomed to be a teacher, a coach, an acting coach. 
And then he became our teacher, our coach in class. And eventually he went independent and started his own uh, acting school. And I've been with him for, for forever, ever since I started. I went to Drama Inc. I went to AMAW. And then now I'm with Acts of Freedom. That's the name of his school. Acts of Freedom, where is that located? Uh, right now his new studio is by... Uh, Grand Park by the cemetery, Oakland Cemetery over there. Gotcha. Uh, he's in the lofts over there and it's a beautiful studio. Um, I haven't taken a class since he moved there because he, he started in his basement, bro. Like that's the hustle. We started in his basement with our group of actors that were taking classes with him in AMAW and then um, saved enough money, rented a space in a coffee shop. We did classes there. And then he moved to Piedmont area where I met my agent and I signed with them. I'm with the play talent, which changed to forward talent. And then recently he moved to a bigger space, higher ceiling uh, in uh, Grand Park. So it's like I've been growing in my ways. He's been growing his ways. And we just come together, man, and create magic. So I knew Malik. I knew David, the DP, because I worked on one of his uh, projects called Trace. I had a recurring guest star role with him. That's the scene where I'm running away and she pushes me on the grass. That's the show. My name is uh, John Smith in it. So just a random name. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I met Len from the class with Malik. I met Shawnee from... Another guy called David Haynes, that he also worked as a camera operator. Mike, uh, Mike Wiss. Um, everybody just met in the film industry, working with them or being on another project and just getting contacts and just networking. Yeah. Now, fast forward to the pandemic, scandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, demic, happened in 2020. Um, I don't watch the media. I don't believe what I see. I question everything. I don't trust the media. I don't trust the government. It's two wings on the same bird. I think for myself, I do. I go down the rabbit hole. And since I'm not from here, I have a dis- different perspective and point of view. So with that said, when they locked down everybody and everybody was scared from a bitch-ass virus and they stayed home, I was like, okay, I can create. The streets are empty. I got empty locations. So I called my friends and I was like, hey, what's up, man? Are you a punk ass bitch or you want to go out and do shit? Or are you going to stay home and be scared of a virus that you might get anyway in your home? And they're like, yeah, let's do it, man. So I gathered everybody. And the first thing I did is I created Cobra's World. Cobra's World started as a five-minute scene between me and this guy called Daniel that was in my class. And I uh, I took classes in Sarah Mornell Studios. I forgot to mention that. Oh, Sarah Mornell is awesome, man. She's yeah. from California. She has a big uh, studio here. She went fully remote, and that's when I pulled away because I like the face-to-face. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's an amazing coach, man. And I met Daniel from her class. And I told him, hey, man, you want to do a scene? He's a very Christian guy who loves God, and he just does not live in fear. So we're like, yeah, man, let's do it. So we created the first episode, which was what just a five-minute scene. And then after we finished it, we put it online. We got a lot of followers. I was like, hey, man, you want to create, like, part two? And he was like, sure. And then I hit up Kunal, my friend, this Indian guy that I know from Kennesaw. Uh, he was born in Chicago but moved to Atlanta with his family. He's awesome, man. Kunal, shout out Kunal Patel! And um, I called him and I gave him this character, man, called John, a cowboy that spits money out of his mouth. <laughs> and I just created all these characters. I made Malik like a blind uh, black pirate. And I, I made Drew uh, a gay Terminator. And I, wow. like, I just, I created all these characters that just came out of nowhere, man. And now it's on uh, YouTube, Cobra's World series. There's eight episodes for season one. 
and one new episode for season two. So check it out, guys. It's a dark sci-fi comic. And it's I do believe I have the I do believe I have the link down in the description. So yeah, so that's what I started with as far as the production. And then I was like, okay, I created a couple of web series, Cobra's World. It's like, what's next? I want to make a short film because eventually I want to create a feature film. So I started working on short films. And the first one I did was Airbnb. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So Ashley, the actress, she took classes with me, with Malik as well. Okay. And uh, most of everybody else I worked with in production. And even my friend, Sean Aarons, shout out to Sean Aarons. He helped me with production. He's not even an actor. And I even put him in Cobra's world as a Jamaican guy. He's really Jamaican in real life. So we're speaking pop. Well, what's going Everything Chris Rude by. So <laughs> shout out to Sean, man. Crossbreeds. We used to do music together, man. But that's for another story. Right. Um, we used to mix Arabic and Jamaican music and, and, and fuse it together in college. So I've known wow. I've known him forever, man. I love you, Sean, man. You're my homeboy. You're my brother, my brethren. So, uh, yeah, man, just started creating Airbnb, and we put it in festivals. It wasn't for everybody, but it started doing great, man, and then just gave me a little bit of boost and uh, that I can do this. And uh, after that, I created a couple of more. I created Conflict. I created uh, This is Awkward. And then I created Being X in America. And I even created the one from a play called The Invisible Hand by Ayad Ashtar. And I made it into a short film. But then they emailed me that I can't use it and they would sue me if I use it. So I really? <laughs> I took it off YouTube, man. But it was fun just to make it into a, a short film. We just got one scene and we created a short film. But that's just for me to have for my eyes pretty much and for Kunal that was the other actor. Let me ask you, did you did you take classes to start writing, to write scripts? No, I only took classes for acting, man, but I don't know, it's in me, man. I get it from my dad. My dad used to create his own plays and okay. he used to write those plays and he used to act in those plays and be the, the hero. So um yeah man, I love act I love writing. I love directing and uh producing acting anything in performing arts i love you know i wish i went into theater instead of going to a regular college i think i would have been a lot my lifestyle would have been different and i would have been a lot better yeah. um but hey He's god has his own timing right absolutely you just gotta trust me you you want to make you want to build hmm? studio i said let's talk about the studio that you want oh, that you're studio. You want to make a, you want to build a studio, right? So let's see. Last year I was in East Atlanta. The city got crazy. So I wanted to move further south and I moved down yonder in Fayetteville, Georgia <laughs> from 2024. So I moved down here. I love it, man. People don't mess with you. Everybody got plenty of land. People got horses, cows, chickens. They grow their own produce. Uh, people are really nice. People wave, yeah. say hi. It's mostly black and white down here. You know, there's not a lot of other races like the city. But it's fine with me because Statesboro was just like that. It was pretty much black and white and a sprinkle of others, right? Yeah. So I moved down here and I got a plenty of land. And I had a house on the land and there was a workshop that I guess the old uh, the old person that used to own the home, the, the old homeowner, um used to have a workshop for his tools and we filmed in it invisible hand and conflict before i fixed it up so it looked good it looked like concrete walls but it had a tin roof so when it rains it's loud you can hear crickets you can hear the road you can hear everything so i was like hmm what if i fix this place make it have walls roof insulated and put a bathroom in there and make it like a mini studio. So this can be my uh, test dummy. I can uh, rent it. I can create in it. I have, 
I can bring stuff to create my own set, whether I want to make a prison or a nursing home or whatever it is, right? And see what I can learn from this experience. See what works, what doesn't work, what's, what I succeed with, what I fail with. And then take that experience, get save some money or take a loan if I need to. Right. And create a, a big studio for independent film actors because most studios are expensive to rent and they're not well done if they are existing. Like they're not insulated. It's pretty loud in there and it's pretty chaotic. I'm very organized. Um, so yeah, man, I created, I just finished it before I went home. I went back to Palestine last month for a month and a half and I just got back pretty much last week. And now I'm planning, hopefully, keeping my fingers crossed, August 1st, I'm trying to bring the industry people like uh, agents, uh, casting directors, uh, directors, anybody that hopefully would come and see the work we did, see the mini studios, see the movies. I have a projector and a screen over there. I'm going to have chairs there and I'm going to bring people, maybe a food truck, a pop-up wine and bar shop. And just have a little event where people can come see the work we did together as a team and see what happens, man. Just show the work and maybe somebody would want me and my team to write, direct. Maybe they want the space. Maybe they want actors. Yeah. And see what happens and keep creating in that space. And um, it's like an incubator and see what happens. Man, I love it. I love it, man. I'd love to check it out one day, too. Yeah, man, you're always welcome, man. Come down here to Fayetteville. I'll take that ride. I'll take that hike. Where are you at nowadays? I'm in uh, Lawrenceville. Oh man, you are up there. You are north. You're almost north, uh, next to Korea. Yeah, yeah. You're out the country. You're definitely out the country. I'm in the country. Yeah, I'm out to pack like lunch and dinner. <laughs> I got you. I'll feed you, man. I'm Middle Eastern. That's what we do, man. We like. All right, you want something to eat? And as soon as you finish your plate, I'll pull somewhere and be like, no, I'm full. No, no, take it home. Yeah, we got to plan something for real, man. I'll come out hey, man. I'm here, brother. Come out there, hang out, catch up. I'd love to see it, though. I, I just love it. it with the cool card. Let's do it. Cool card. You know, I'm going to pull up on you, man. We're going to kick it. <laughs> pull up, pull up, pull up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, the studio idea started, man, because... I started uh, working on these shorts and I was like, man, I'm going to create an LLC. And I was like, well, you know, I used to have a clothing brand called Chosen Style, which it's a whole different topic. So I was like, man, I'm just going to call it Chosen Productions. And I create, I got the LLC. And then when I started working on the shorts, start putting my logo at the end of each film. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, working towards creating something out of nothing dope. America, land of opportunity yes you can be who you want to be you can be whatever you want to be whatever you want to be you, you can be a dinosaur you can be a cat you can be whatever you want to be <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be hey before we ride up out of here <clears throat> just talk to the people a little bit about your parodies like, how did you get into that? What oh, you this? And tell them the name of your YouTube channel. <laughs> I got you. So the, I did some parody music. And man, I should have went viral, but I didn't care about marketing it. I just did it for fun, man. It's not, I don't do anything for fame. I actually don't want fame because I see what happens with famous people. Yeah. And they don't have freedom, right? They get harassed everywhere they go with paparazzi and people. And then rumors and all that stuff that people believe everything they see on the media. Yep. People are just don't think for themselves. So the parody started, you know, I did music in college with Sean and Crossbreeds. Now that was the name of the group because we're crossbred. Everybody's from somewhere else. And um, I don't know, man. I used to Weird, uh, what was his name? Weird Al. Oh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, Yankovic. I think they're making a movie about him right now. Yeah, they are, actually. Yeah, so I used to like his stuff. Uh, and... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an idea. Huh. That, when that movie drops, start pushing those parodies. 
it ain't oh, about the fame, you. but if you, you know, if you wanted to go viral, it can help your production company. Put your information on there, tag it, and let those those go viral because people are gonna start looking for those parody videos once that comes out. That's true, man. I will. I will. That's a good idea. Thank you, man. <laughs> Take it ahead. I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. And so, it's good production too. It's huh? it's very good production. Your your parodies are very good production. So, I mean, it's it's just as good as what Weird Al Yankovic was putting out. The the first one I did was uh, Old Town Road, and I, I saw made that it, man. I saw that it instead of a horse, a camel. And my friend Subhi Dajani, shout out to Subhi. He's the one who filmed it. I filmed it back in Palestine in Jericho in the desert. Oh, wow. I did that with the Bedouins, man. They hooked me up with the camel. They did the dance with me and everything. <laughs> and then uh, here I did uh, uh, Senorita, but I made it about Margarita, Mexican style. And uh, Barrington Marson, shout out to Barrington. He shot it, man. He's an amazing, amazing guy, man. He, he put me in his film called Abiding, which just streamed recently. And he has his own production company, uh, Barrington Marson's Production. So you guys can check him out as well, and I might bring him on your show one day. Um, so yeah, man, he filmed a couple for me, and uh, he filmed Shoshana, which used to be Joanna, Joe, Joe, yeah. he made about Orthodox Jews with the hair and the sideburns. And I don't know, man. It's just I like music, and I write these lyrics, and I recorded them with Sean and Jamal. Jamal was another guy that does music. Uh, and we worked in the studio to make it sound as clean and as crisp as possible. And they used Pro Tools and all kinds of tools over there, and they had all the gear. And then I brought Barrington to film everything, and I edited it myself. And I bought the wardrobe, and I had the idea and the storyboard, and we just made it happen, man. And it's just, <laughs> to watch it, it's just silly, but I don't know, man. I, I think I should have pushed it harder. You are going to push it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, man. So you know, I, I to do the last one I wanted to do was, you know, when Justin Bieber came up with that yummy, yummy. Yeah. I bought, I bought a fat suit and I was going to be like fat and say my tummy, tummy. And then I was going to rent the space in Grand Park where it looks like as bougie as the place he filmed in. But then COVID hit. And the lady could not pay rent. She was paying like $10,000 a month for the space. Are you serious? She couldn't last, man. So she sold it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And that was the, the last of my parodies. I never finished it. I wrote it, but I never taped it. Or oh, You got to uh, tape it, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be funny as hell. You got to <laughs> tape it. It's still, trust me, it'll still be relevant. You just put it out. Yeah. Put it yeah. Out. That's that's the parodies, man. I, I started with parodies, then I went to Cobra's World, and then I went to the short films, and now I'm writing my feature film called Going South. It's uh, I took characters from you know bi biblical characters, okay. uh, religious characters from the Torah, the Bible, and the Quran, and just put them together without being in your face, right? And just have a nice message, man, about good versus evil and that good always wins. And just playing with these characters. I'm still not done with it. But the the, the idea is for me to play the devil. And um, it's uh, the devil is going to be uh, using religion to his own benefits and misquoting it and changing the meaning and playing with people's minds which is what he does in real life and um yeah man i'm gonna play that role and uh it's gonna be very interesting because um i'm gonna be a different uh person different accent different race okay and it's gonna be people are gonna be like what the fuck is this you gotta, you gotta invite me out to the viewing man yeah man we'll see you know malik tells me to write it and sell it then get funding to do it big. And I'm like, man, let's just do it with whatever money we can. It's like, nah, we got to go big. So Malik, we'll do it big, buddy. Yes. Do it big. I agree. Yeah. Run that. Listen, we're going to get out of here. 
I'm going to ride out with the Joanna parody. Gonna, All right. Gonna let the people see your parody. You're gonna make this thing go viral. You're gonna make all of them go viral as soon as Weird Al Yankovic movie comes out, right? You're gonna do that, right? Yeah, are we gonna come back after the, yes. the party? No, 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 we riding out. This is it. Before we ride out. So definitely give everybody your, your contact information, your website, your tags, and tell them everything you wanna tell them. Okay, so first of all, you can find me on Instagram, Chozino. It's right there on the bottom. Right. Right here. Right, right. Over there. Right. Yeah. And uh, if you're on Facebook, I don't really use it. You can find me with my first name and last name, Chose AU. Um, I'm also on YouTube on Chose AU. You can find Cobra's World Series, Chosen Productions on there. Uh, you can see my trailers on there. You can find Chocho, El Majnoon. Uh, you can just write Chocho, uh, Old Town Road, you'll find me. Or Chocho Margarita, you'll find me. Uh, but most importantly, I want to thank you for bringing me on the show. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I want to thank God for allowing me to have these this tag, which is talent and gifts that he gave me. So thank you, God, for everything that you do for me. I'm a lot closer to God in the past couple of years because a lot has been happening to me. And he was the only way to get out of he helped me to get out of these all bad things that i had and anxiety and all the stuff that happened to me so thank you god for everything you do god is great and i want to thank my family i miss you i know i just got back but mom dad my sister my nieces i love you so much i wouldn't be the man if it wasn't for my dad and my mom and my my sister i love you so much uh and may you rest in peace Ronnie and my sister that passed when I was a kid. I love you, sister. And um, thank you for everybody who's watching this and who will watch this later. Thank you to all my friends that believe in me, support me through my crazy times, my fun times, my bad times, and my good times, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, shout out to anybody who is struggling, cannot figure it out, but is trying to hold it together it try to make something out of nothing it try to find the courage and the power i want to tell you that you can do whatever you put your mind to uh god is always there Amen. You, don't have, you don't have to go anywhere to find god he's anywhere you can close your eyes you don't have to go to a mosque to a church to a synagogue that's a place to learn more about the word but you can find God in your own house, in your own bedroom, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your in your yard. I found him in my yard, yelling at the sky. And he gave me acting. And recently I yelled again. And he showed up. And he's like, I'm here. You're not alone. And I felt the hand of God. So uh, man. I'm a better person. I am a lot more peaceful. I'm, I'm more in tune with the moment and uh, there's a lot to go there's a lot to learn and um i love you all peace in the middle east and free palestine yes free palestine man amen to that brother hey yes. listen i have all of your links in the description so there's no reason why they can't find you and follow you and support all right doing I'll definitely be supporting. I'm definitely going to keep in contact with you more, man. I see we got a lot in common. We got, yeah, we got to connect more. Definitely. Let's do it, man. Yeah, we're still, we're still far, but we're not too far. We're an hour away. Hey, we're still in the same city. I mean, we're still in the same state. <laughs> hey, we're in the same state. Where are you, where are you living? I live in, in Atlanta. What part? Augusta? Right. <laughs> Even though you're like right there by Lagrange, which is next to Alabama, you know I, I get it. <laughs> All good, but yeah, but yeah. no, seriously, I'm willing to take the hike out there, and we could just you know connect, catch up, build, whatever, man. Do it, man. You gotta come check out my property, my land, man. I I bought peace here. That's I what I did. I know you did. I bought peace, and I see deer and nature and God's creation. 
God gave us everything we need around us. Yes. And we're still, we God gave us the best planet. We are living on the best planet in the universe that we know of. And we're trying to go to Mars and the moon. I know. This is the planet that you have all kinds of life. And we want to go elsewhere. I just, I, I, I say it all the time. We're so smart. We're dumb, man. Yeah, you got a whole galaxy above you, and people are here <laughs> all day. Guys, women, everybody, females, males, whatever you are, put your phones down and just exist and be and yeah. talk to people. Listen to the birds. Yes. There's messages all around you. If you pay attention, God sends messages every day, every second. If you pay attention yep. and you look into it, you will he see. He answers. He answers you. He answers, answers man. But sometimes y'all aren't even looking for the answer that you're asking for. So, yeah, God is great. Too distracted. Too distracted, man. You just need to pay attention. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you coming on here. Thank you, man. Yes, yes. It's been love. I appreciate it for real. It's been a long time coming. We finally did it. We did it, Joe. Did it, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, man. Thank you so much for uh, you know just making yourself available. And uh, yeah, I loved it, man. Love the energy. Love the conversation. Like I said, we got to connect. And we're gonna ride out to what's your version called? Shoanna. Shoshana. Shoshana. There we go. Shoshana of Drogba. Wow. Yes. Hey y'all. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know where I'm at. I'm right here kicking it with somebody like Chosey, giving y'all the game, giving you value, just giving you life, love, and a good conversation. And if you are tuned in for the first time, please subscribe so I can continue giving you these gems and these gifts that these people bring on here. You know, we're not doing this in vain. And we do it for you. We can't do it without you. I say that all the time. All right. Peace and love. Chosey, we out of here. Oh yes, y'all, we love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Let's let's laugh a little bit. Let's get it, y'all. <laughs>